Welcome, welcome, welcome to a very, very, very Storm Count 3, very Storm Count 4 special episode of Kicking Myself, a trading card game podcast. We have Ross. Hello. We have Mark. With Storm on the stack, I cast Trickbind. I I scoop and concede in response. <laughs> and 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 it, I say this with all the um, grace and um, happiness and I guess what's other words I'm looking for? Enthusiasm. Enthusiasm. In my being, we have Jonathan Medina with us. Woot. John, how are you doing today? Good, good. Wow. How can I live up to such an introduction? <laughs> Uh, Probably can't. I think that's a good episode. Let's call for a wrap. Thank no, you, everybody. GG's, <laughs> <laughs> <GGs>, everybody. <laughs> no, all right. Well, so uh, today we have John with us, um, the long-awaited uh, Medina episode that I have been hyping for a long time, and I'm excited. Um, first, I just want to say, John, how if, you and I have known each other for how long? Whew. It's been <laughs> many years. And yet... We I yeah. I don't even know. Has it been what, 10 years, maybe? Yes, and yet we still have yet to meet in person. <laughs> which is... One day. One, one day. day one and it'll day. be sweet. One day, yeah. Um, so, you know, as we have said multiple times on this podcast, John has... Uh, if you don't know who John Medina is, you're living on, you've probably been living under a rock. Um, he has... That's not true. That's not true. Come on. There's plenty of people who have no idea who I am. <laughs> all right all right well john for those who don't know who you are why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself uh my name is jonathan medina i've been making magic content for on and off on and off for uh, over 10 years uh i used to write a lot so i used to write a lot of content uh now i stream pack openings and i cultivate a community called the alchemist refuge where did so, you uh yeah, used to write your uh, articles What's that? Uh, you said you wrote a lot. Did is there a particular platform you usually uh, wrote to? Oh yeah, yeah. So I used to write a lot about uh, Magic Finance uh, in the early days, and I wrote for a lot of different websites. I've written for um, the uh, the company that I used to own called Legit MTG. So I used to write for their uh, for us, <laughs> and then uh, I wrote for uh, Gathering Magic. I still write for Gathering Magic. I think. Uh, if I if I ever write something, I usually send it to Gathering Magic to get published. I've also written for Star City Games. Uh, I've written for, you know, uh, Quiet Speculation. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that one. Oh yeah, I was a big uh, reader of Quiet Speculation back in the day. Yeah, yeah. So um, so yeah, I've written for a lot of different, probably some other sites that I'm not naming because I forgot or something like that. <laughs> I mean, but, uh, it, but yeah, I've written quite a bit. It is it is early. Um, so. John, let me let me ask you this. You got to open some stuff from us recently that came in a care package. What what did you think and uh what was in that care package? <laughs> I love I love that Corlash has become a meme now. <laughs> <laughs> it, it used to be my secret like uh I guess guilty pleasure, you know? It used to be like my little thing, you know. Oh, this is my favorite creature from when I started Magic. I'm going to build a commander deck out of it. Uh but now it's become like uh, like, I guess, a source of my identity in some sense. I <laughs> um, appreciate the package, guys. And I also, also appreciate all the love and uh, and support. It's uh, it's great to be supported by you guys. And 
you know, I think it sometimes I think it's a little bit it's a little bit over the top, but uh, I do appreciate it because, you know, I, I look at that kind of thing and I'm like, uh, you know, it's you know, it's a good it's we got good stuff going on, but it's not that good. Come on. It's you know. <laughs> I do have to ask before we jump away from the Coralash. I, I certainly this have been. Only, this is the only time you get to ask about Coralash today. I don't want to. That, that, that's why I'm getting it out of the way now. Okay. Um, so, so I've certainly taken a lot of pot shots at Coralash. I think like uh, the first time I crashed your stream, I, I tried to uh, like start like a Coralash trash like hashtag or something going on there. Uh, I certainly <laughs> am not. I, I'm certainly guilty of having uh, pet cards myself just because I love them or they have a story, they have a sentimental value. Without trying to like go into a lot of detail so much why is Corlash your favorite card so uh, to be honest Corlash is not my favorite card so oh. um it, it is like um it was one of the it was like the first card i had a crush on right it was like i played uh i started playing in um in time spiral block and Corlash when that came out in future sight i was like oh man it gets it gets like plus one plus one for every swamp like this is amazing and so you know that the timmy in me was like oh a big creature that regenerates like how can this be beaten so i ended up actually trading uh tarmogoyfs for to finish my <laughs> my corlash playset. well and, smart uh, <laughs> investment strategy and so like you know i guess fast forward you know i was building a commander deck a few years back and I was like, you know what? I need to build. I needed to build something like less powerful because people were complaining about the decks that I was playing. Not complaining so much, but you know, a lot of sighs and groans and stuff at the table. And so, like, I'm like, I'm gonna build something less powerful. I'm gonna build a core lash deck. And um, you know, so I built that. And over time, it's actually become pretty. It's actually a pretty good deck. Um, at you know, at commander table, like mid level commander tables, it's pretty good. You know. I mean, I, 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 I get it. I associate Ross with Get Rog Monster. I associate Mark with a bad combo. Wait, not me with that bad combo? No, I associate you with Get Rog Monster. Oh, and not rats? Not minotaurs? I'm, I'm insulted. I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> what um, uh, Morgan should be associating me with is the very first CEDH game that we played. I beat him on turn one. Sure. Ooh. Great. How cool. do you do that? Wow. Uh, it was with a Kenrith deck, and I just managed to naturally oh, yeah. pull I associate fast mana plus t t uh, just plus milling my deck. People associate me with Soul Ring, so uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, do you have that in Sol common Ring with Commander specifically? Um, so, so John, uh, I, I we had a bunch of people submit a ton of questions today, but I know you have a story for us that you wanted to talk about about when you were back when you were playing Magic, and then we wanted to. You know, just talk a little bit about, uh, you know, the community that I got involved with and we all kind of are, are, are just in awe of. But uh, you have a story for us, right? Yeah, I do. I do. Um, so I used to play Magic. Uh, I, I still, I mean, obviously I play Commander and stuff, but like I used to try to play competitively. So I would play on the Star City um, open circuit, right? And um, I remember I was, I was, uh, I had this fixation with the, with this red blue control deck and the deck ran like Inferno Titan and some other stuff. I think I was even getting cute with it. I had, um, I think I had Corrupted Conscience in the deck, so I could like put it on my Inferno Titan and infect them out or something like that. So it was, uh, it was, you know, it was whatever. It was kind of like an oddball deck. The original like core of the deck was made by I think Jerry Thompson at the time. 
but of course I put the corrupted conscious in it and made it worse. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, I started playing, uh, I was playing this, uh, open in, I think it was Atlanta. I don't really remember. And, uh, I, I got my first round win. So I was like, all right, I'm feeling good. And, uh, second round, they put me on coverage. So at the time I was like, again, I was, you know, writing, I think I might've been writing for Star City at the time. So they wanted to get me on coverage, you know, and, uh, it's better to do that earlier in the tournament. Cause I won't be live later in the tournament. Right. <laughs> so it's like, all right, let's get them in there. Uh, I'm playing against an, an, an artifact deck, a tether, a tetheret deck. Uh, we're battling and we get to the point where, uh, I have an Inferno Titan on the board. It's like, yeah, I'm going to. I'm going to bring this home. They basically have nothing on the board. The turn before, they played like a Contagion Clasp, you know, and uh, and nagged my Inferno Titan. So I'm like, yeah, this person's got nothing. I'm just going to run him over with Inferno Titan. So it was my turn, and I was like, okay, how do I slam the door shut here? I just want to just get this win. I'm on coverage. I'm like, yeah, we're going we're gonna to win on camera. It's going to be great. <laughs> so uh, by this time, I had enough mana to cast Destructive Force. Now, do you know what Destructive Force does? I do. It's the wildfire that costs seven instead of six, and it's the number's five instead of four. Mm-hmm. So it's basically uh, five damage to all creatures and sacrifice five lands, or destroy five. I think it's sacrifice. I think it's sacrifice. sacrifice. But you had a minus one, minus one counter on your Inferno Titan? <laughs> now that's something you're picking up on. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I was like, let's slam the door shut. Let's make them sacrifice all their lands, and then uh, and then we'll just you know I, I'm gonna win the game. So I did that, and um, I'm sacrificing my lands. I, I take them, dump, bin them. They sacrifice their lands. They have no creatures, so you know they got no damage. And then they point at the Inferno Titan, and I'm like, yeah, like there it is, you know. <laughs> and then they're like, yeah, it's got a negative one counter on it. And I just looked and I remember looking down at the negative one counter and it just like kind of like, like in the movies when it like zooms in, you know, (laughs) oh man, like, so then I'm like, I'm on camera right now. I just made the, the most idiotic misplay. And like my friend Eugene is like standing, like watching the match and he's just laughing. He's just can't contain his laughter. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, just act like you meant to do it. And I'm like, yep, just took my Inferno Titan, binned it, and I'm like, pass the turn, you know? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it was awful. I, I lost. I lost the, the match. <laughs> and, um, and then I went, the, 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 the kicker is, the worst part of the story, well, I don't know if it's the worst part, but the, the worst part to me in my soul was after I lost the match, I went to do something. I don't know. I was looking at my standings or something. And it said I had lost two matches. And I was like, wait a second. No, I won my first match. So then I went and checked, and it turns out that they just, um, they recorded my first match wrong as a loss. And so I was pared down for no reason. And so I was like, man, you know, like, maybe if I had been paired correctly, I wouldn't have cast that destructive force. <laughs> maybe we would have actually seen that minus one, minus one counter. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> maybe if I would have thought for one second. 
Oh, man. Oh, yeah, so, bad beef. You know, needless to say, I was kicking myself after that one. I love it. The plug. Uh, yeah, the plug. The plug is there. That time um, in the movie where they say the name of the movie. And, then they... and that's a wrap. Yeah. <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> we've, we've broken the fourth wall. Out of curiosity, do you remember which uh, Star City Games event that was? Like, what year or what city it was? Mark is going into his encyclopedia of knowledge. I'm definitely uh, I good. believe... I believe it was in Atlanta, and it was probably in around like 2011, maybe uh, 2010. Uh, it was a, you can watch it on coverage. Uh, the people who were who were covering was Joey Pasco, and I think Gavin Verhey. Yeah, think I may or may not be scouring YouTube right now to find that exact video. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it, it used to be on there, and uh, and I remember Joey was like, they were trying to figure out why I did that. They were like. Huh, maybe he's got they're, they're they're like coming up with these reasons and stuff and i'm like no i'm just dumb <laughs> <laughs> I, I think gavin was like i think he just didn't realize he had the negative one counter on no him. no it can't be like, that can't be that i, I think <laughs> oh man well yeah all right well that's <laughs> yeah that's I'm, I'm kind of blown away um <laughs> Bad plays are great. So, Medina, you you started this pack opening culture thing, which I think is is phenomenal. Um, there, if for 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 people who don't know about it, who listen to our episode, um, I, I've tried to explain it. I can't really explain the community because the community is just so like absolutely phenomenal in regards to helping each other. Um, but your this culture of helping each other also spanned out of uh, your wanting to have a higher purpose for the community. So like talk about, tell us about like what, what the, what's the concept of was when you, when you wanted to create Pack Club, you know, this was during the pandemic, you were like, uh, did you were just like, I'm going to open some packs and, and, and help some people out or what, talk to me about the mindset. Well, um, it came from like, to be honest, like I did, I, I feel like I, I stumbled into this. I feel like, it was a blessing, you know. I feel like God blessed, you know, what I was working on because I needed it, you know. Uh, what was happening during the pandemic is I lost my my position, right? Because a lot of people lost their position, their job, and uh, I was working in in magic, but I was working in, in acquisitions, and I was uh, I was working in acquisitions for a local uh, store that has like an online presence, which means I was buying collections for them and stuff like that. And then I was also working uh, with Puka Trade. Yes, Puka Trade. Oh man, <laughs> That's we have a completely episode. different reactions to that, Ross. Yeah, there, 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 there's a fifty-fifty split in the room here. <laughs> yeah, that's understandable. Totally understandable. But um, so I was working for these two places, and then I both of them, both of them, uh, because the pandemic was basically was not able to, you know, to fund me in a sense, and so I lost those jobs. And uh, I was just trying to, uh, you know, make an income for my family, you know. And so I started, you know, selling magic cards, which I something I know how to do. And I started trying to make content because, uh, you know, I'm like, if I can make some content, I was writing some articles for cool stuff. And uh, I was doing some different stuff just to get like as much little little bits of money that I could to build like a paycheck. And what started to happen was like the... So when the pandemic happened, you know, with mortgages, they said uh, they did this extension thing where like, you don't have to pay your mortgage. You just have to catch up with it later, <laughs> which is, you know, it's pretty wild. But, uh, at the time, uh, we were coming into this point where 
we were going to have to pay our mortgage because they, it's only it only works for a certain amount of time and then they're like okay now it's time let's pay um so i was like oh man like we're barely making it right now without the mortgage you know and now if we get the mortgage it's going to be tough to make it so i was praying about it and i was like man i really need some help and um i was opening boxes for content i was like okay we're going to open this box and um, I don't remember if somebody asked or if I got the, the, the thought to offer, but s somehow I sold some packs. So I sold some packs because people were like, oh, I want one of those packs. I think, I think they were like, open one for me, you know? And I was like, okay, yeah, well, we can do that. You know, I, I'm just like, I'm just like, just PayPal me like whatever. And I'll, I'll open one. I'll ship it to you. And then, um, it was like, it, a lot of people started doing it. And in that, um, you know what I mean? In that, um, in that stream, and then I was like, you know what, if I could do, like, if I could do this regularly, then I can open boxes for content. Because one of the problems I was having is, like, I couldn't open a box because I couldn't afford it, right? So, like, I would I would buy a box so that I could open it for singles and sell it. Um, but, like, I couldn't afford to buy a box just to open it, right? So, I'm like, okay, let me set up a subscription model. So, like, if people pay in advance then I can open the box and boom, like we, we can open it for content. But what ended up happening is nobody wanted to subscribe. <laughs> so it's like, people are like, you came up with this pack clip thing. I'm like, I didn't really come up with it. It's like, you know, everything I tried to do didn't really work. People didn't want to subscribe. What, what did happen actually is that people did want to buy packs live on the stream. So like, even though they weren't like, um, pre buy pre you know, buying, they were buying them live. So we started doing pack club and basically what it was is we would just, I would do like an hour show. Some of it would be like magic content, like, Oh, Hey, this is what's happening in magic. And then at the end we would open the packs of the people who bought packs. Fast forward that just like, it just erupted. Like we're doing like eight hour long pack opening streams yep. now where it's like, there's no time to really talk about do anything. this like yeah. content. Yeah. To talk about anything. And then like you, you, You've attracted a lot of really incredible people to uh, your Alchemist Refuge Discord, which, which, which you know, we have said, I've said time and time again, is is a, it has reinvigorated my wanting to be on social media because you know, social media can be something um, <laughs> for sure. That's a very very polite way of. That is a polite way media. of saying. But if you actually go into Alchemist Refuge, your day can be like turned around like I, I we've had conversations about mental health we've had conversations about um supporting one another we've had conversations about unfortunately people's uh, relatives uh passing away and like the the amount of just what can i do for you how can i help you um uh, i'm here as a human is just unbelievable and it's just not something i've ever seen in a magic community anywhere else even before the pandemic everyone's just super into helping each other for no reason. I mean, we have guys. Like, <laughs> we, we, I mean, it's that, it's that is that is totally true. There, that there that is not hype. Like some people, you can say, you can say things like, "Oh, this is the most wholesome Discord community," or "This is the most uh, incredible Discord community." And some people, you know, those words "incredible" and you know things like that. People like they overuse them, but it really is incredible. Like how loving this community is and how uh there's this culture of generosity 
a culture of taking care of each other and just being there for each other. Uh, so many people talking about their days and how it's going, even if it's going bad. So many personal things being shared and moments being shared. And again, I, I feel like that is divinely inspired. I feel like that's like, you know, that is something that I feel like that's something that only really God can produce in a, I feel like God brings the best, like produces the, the best in us, you know what I mean? Or, or like, so like, I feel, I feel like it's a blessing to even have this community. Cause like, what did I do? Like, I didn't do anything, you know what I mean? Like personally, like I didn't say, okay, here's the plan, you know, let's find the most wholesome people on the internet and get them all together, you know? <laughs> if if I, I could jump that, in for just know? a quick bit there, um, I don't want you to sell yourself short in any way, shape or form. I think it is absolutely incredible that th essentially this medium where you are bringing everybody together, you are... I don't want to say selling product because you're you're sharing the experience of opening up this content with everybody else but essentially there are a lot of people who are investing their time their trust and their resources in you to be able to not just foster this community but help lead this community so i love the fact that you're you're putting yourself success into the otherworldly into the to the divine in some aspects i don't want you to sell yourself short that this community is a result of the labor of love that you have put into it as well it's it's true i I do like, I see this as a, um, uh, something to steward, you know what I mean? Like I see it as something that is worthy of time and worthy of, um, effort and, uh, and because of, because of what's happening, right. It's not just a pack opening. We haven't even really talked too much about the pack opening itself, but it's not just a pack opening stream or just like a, a magic website. Uh, it's really, you know, a place where people can connect with each other in a, in a really, human way and um i feel like a lot of times the facades and like the all that extra garbage is just stripped away in a sense and we can be ourselves like holy you know and it's a it's a cool thing and yeah i think i should i think i should um should steward that i should you know create the infrastructure to to keep that going to, as long as it will go and and to like uh i guess innovate in a sense on that and try to um try to see how can we do this how can we we take what we have here uh support it and kind of like breathe life into it you know C continue to give it oxygen i guess that's the best way to do it H how do we give it more oxygen and that's kind of where the the aid fund came from one of my buddies um taylor was like hey we should uh we should do this you know uh, uh, you know in my industry they've done something like this where people needed help and uh, we built this fund where we could help people. And I was like, wow, that's like a, man, that's such a great idea, you know? Uh, real quick, before we get too much into it, why don't you describe what the aid fund is? So it's really simple. Uh, you know, right now we don't know really too much what it is because we just we just made it. Um, but the idea behind it, the the hope for it, is that the community will generate income somehow whether it's being like buying dice on the on the alchemist refuge website or making direct donations or we had somebody send a box of stuff in which i'm going to be selling to get the money um and then we put that money in an account and if anybody needs something like let's say hey we're short on groceries this this week or you know my car broke down and i need a way to get to work or you know my even something like my child wants to get these books at his school or her school 
and like I can't afford the books or you know because I remember when I was younger you know we used to do these um there was like a it was like a book order um you know um I don't know I don't know if you guys had that probably not um but like when I was younger they would do book orders and you would get this catalog in class Uh and it had all these books in it and you would pick, you know, there was the goosebump books and like these detective books and all this stuff. Anyways, my family couldn't afford to buy those books. And so it was so savage because what would happen is like all of these, when the, when the book orders came, they would like give them to the kids in class, you know? (laughs) So you'd be sitting there and like, it felt like, I know it wasn't all the kids, right? But it felt like all the other kids were getting books and you were just sitting there like, mm, you know, like, when's this moment going to be over? Um, and so, like, something like that, like, if we can help, you know, um, take away some of that pain by pro- providing a resource. And it's just probably like a small amount, you know, like, hey, this person wants, you know, 25 bucks so they can buy some books for their kids. Or maybe it's not books now. Maybe it's something else, some digital thing or some, you know, who knows. Um but it could be anything, you know, it could be anything that's needed for somebody financially. If we can provide that in some way, uh, we should do that. And we, we've already done, somebody said they needed groceries. We've sent them money for groceries, you know, and like, that's great, right? Like now they can get the groceries. They could take the stress, the stress off from like worrying about how am I going to get money for groceries, you know? Yeah. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. And I mean, I, I think the, the fund has like $600 in it right now, I believe, or some, some, some number, mm-hmm. which is, it's, yeah, it has 600 and we, we have someone committed to do like another hundred and something. And, uh, and then you sent, I think, um, uh, Morgan, you sent some money and I have to see if that cleared. So we're going to move that. That hasn't been moved over yet. So we're, we're getting a nice little chunk there. I also bought out all your dice. Which is like, you know, <laughs> thank I, you for that. <laughs> I, which and I told you to give them out because it's it's important to me. So let let's I, let's switch topics for a second. You've you've also been, you you have a lot of characters on on the Discord, and uh, I want you to talk about uh, specifically. There was a pack that was opened at Pack Club during Time Spiral Remastered. I think you know what I'm about to get at, but the, there's a gentleman by the name of Dan who, unfortunately, I was supposed to. Me and Ross were supposed to go hang out with this weekend. It didn't it didn't work out. Um, Mark wasn't invited. Mark He's wasn't. Not Mark wasn't invited. <sighs> yeah. That makes sense. Uh, <laughs> oh, <right? laughs> um, I'm just joking. I, I just saw an opportunity. It's because I don't own a Corlash. It's you're right. It's because you don't own a. Wait, I thought you were going to be done with this. <laughs> no, all right, fine. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I I'm sorry, Mark. It's really because of other things. Other the, is it the smell? Yeah. I mean, sure. Possibly. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, but uh, so I want you to talk. You were pretty. You've clipped that and put it in, uh, you, you know, the archives. But it just seems like uh, this gentleman Dan opens fire, and I just wanted you to tell a little bit about that story. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the best pack of magic I ever opened. Uh, oh, you know, what is it? It's uh, one. One of the things I love about opening packs is that it in a sense it is storytelling right there's a there's a story that's unfolding as you're opening the pack you know um you know there's a hero you know typically like you're the hero and you know the the monster to defeat right is the 
is the pack, right? Like, are you going to get, are you going to get there? You know, are you going to get what you need? Are you going to get the card you want? Or are you going to get value or whatever, you know? Or are you going to get teachings of the archaics? (laughs) Hey, at least teaching the archaics is technically not in the rare slot. It's in the the lesson slot. Still feels bad opening it though. The card's terrible. That that is part of the story, you know. Sometimes the hero goes to to defeat the monster and and the hero dies. <laughs> <laughs> so that is a story, you know. Um. So this pack, the hero did not die. The hero was triumphant, and we opened. So usually when I'm opening packs, I'm like, oh, I'm rooting for the person. I really want people to get, you know, what they're looking for or some kind of, you know, because it feels good when you get what you want. So I'm like rooting for Daniel. Daniel especially. Daniel yeah. is like such a legend in the community. He is so generous. I don't I could we could spend a whole podcast talking about the things that he's given away and um how how he's um it's it's also his attitude too. It's such a humble attitude. Um it's just so um He never asks he it, never asks for helps. anything, which is insane. Go ahead. He never asks for anything, which is insane. Like he, he messaged me before we got on here and he's like Hey, so Medina has Expedition Zendikar packs up. You should buy them or someone is going to buy them for you. And I'm like, well, Dan, I, right now I'm, I'm, I'm a little budget conscious and I, I, I can't, you know, I'm trying to stay off buying Magic Cards till December so I can get some stuff back up and running. And Dan's uh-huh. like, all right, I got you. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay, Dan, just, just, you know, you don't have to, you know, and he, he just buys people, you know, he, he picks up people's day. And, uh, but this specific pack was like the first, I think it was one of the first streams that I got to be a part of it. It was just so, for someone like Dan to get the, uh, and I'll let you tell the story, but I'm just going to say it's when Dan cracks something and it's good, like the community wants Dan to, to, to get something good. Right. Because he's so generous, like we said, and he, I think like that is part of the, part i i do want to say i think part of his leading with generosity is also what like helps the community feel generous right because it's like man if this guy's gonna do this you know i could the least i can do is throw in something here or i can you know uh, so that when people lead with generosity when people lead with kindness i think that inspires other people to be kind and to be to be generous you know and so uh, so this pack was it's just amazing. I start opening it. Uh, the first thing I hit is a Tarmogoyf, which, you know, Tarmogoyf is great, right? It's a solid rare. Um, you know, it's not it's not where it used to be, you know? It used to be the end-all be-all. That used to be the big... used to be the uh, $200 rare in, like, Modern Masters 1. It isn't there yeah. anymore, but it's still really good. It's still really good. It's still solid rare, and... You know, we used to have a meme, you know, I prefer to be paid in Tarmogoyfs, you know. (laughs) Even my non-Magic Plane friend knew about Tarmogoyf. He would be like, oh, I prefer to be paid in Tarmogoyf. My iPhone knows about Tarmogoyf. My iPhone will auto-type in, do you mean Tarmogoyf for me? And I'm like, um, probably, sure. (laughs) (laughs) So, so like, uh, so we got a Tarmogoyf. I was like, all right, sweet. This is going to be a good pack for Nan. We still have some icing on the cake. Because we have a time shifted card. So whatever the time shifted card is, that's just icing. Like we hit a Tarmogoyf, this is great. And then we hit a Thought Seize. And I was like, we did it. We freaking did it. Like this is the best pack, you know? This is great. Like the you know, two really high value 
uh, cards. I'm like, this is awesome. And so like, I had kind of like, I was done opening the pack. You know, I was like, we did it. We got a thought season of Tarmogoyf. We did it. And so like, I'm like, oh, I better check this card in the back real quick. And I slide, I slide the thought season to the, to the right. And there it is. Foil ponder. Oh, geez. Foil time shift <laughs> ponder. That's insane. And I was just and like, this, what yeah. is going on here? <laughs> and if you if you want to see the clip, it's it's clipped on Medina's channel, but it is Medina's like Medina's mouth is is wide open. Yeah. Like a, like, like a train wow. could run through it. So <laughs> that um, was it was it was incredible. It's a, it's still the best pack of magic cards I've ever opened for sure. It, you know, it was great. It was, yeah. it, and for Dan to get it was so so awesome, you know. Um, all right, so I, I mean, I got some questions here from from people who who know you. Uh, wh- I mean, your boy your boy Sefid wants to know one very important question first: whose boots are those, Medina? <laughs> so on on disc on the Discord, there is a Medina has created its his own little commerce slash gaming profile uh, platform called Dash, and you can roll and get free items in it. And one of the items in the dosh that you can get is called pub stompers boots so someone wants to know whose boots they are medina because we know that you like to pub stomp so are they your boots <laughs> so this this is another meme that started about me pub stomping people because there was a tweet that said something like if you win more than 25 percent of your games in commander you're probably a pub stomper and i was like what that, i'm looking at you ross <laughs> What does this mean? You know, this is wild. That's not true. But uh, but people, I'm like, I, you know, I think I win more than 25% of my games. I don't pub stomp people. And uh, and the, uh, the the Discord community said, no, you do pub stomp people. You're a pub stomper. They, <laughs> they, 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 they basically, you know. Yeah, they've, they all, they've, it, also, so. they've also put out memes that are like, you know, slaps, slaps roof of uh, a hood of roof. Uh, this coral ash can be. You know, this, this coral ash can beat the, the, the living uh, garbage out of people. Um, it can't, you can't have it both ways, right? I yeah. can't be a bad deck builder playing <laughs> coral ash and a pub stomp. I disagree. Right? Doesn't... I disagree. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you aren't winning at least 50% of your games with your bad decks, you're building them wrong. And Ross has bad decks. and I mean, everyone in this room has bad decks. Mark has really bad decks. Hold on, hold on. You're claiming that I have really, really bad decks, and you're the one who's running Snow. Yeah, as I a have commander a deck. Yeah, but I have not won with that deck. Yeah, which is I why have... I'm wondering why you're claiming I have really bad commander decks. I had a 100% win rate with my coin flip deck, which I thought was mildly hilarious, just because it was all about flipping coins, and I always won with that deck. Never unlucky. Yeah. <laughs> Should have been so 50 the, 50. Sounds like the pub stomping boots are yours then. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, they might be Ross's. That's, all right. So. Size Ross. Hey, at least I don't play CDH against regular EDH. Those people are the actual pub stompers. <sighs> yeah, that's how, that's how I viewed it. I thought it was like someone who took like a high power deck into like a low power table. Just to beat people, you know? I actually yeah, have an exact like... story about that. So the last time I played CEDH at Jimmy's, um, oh. I, I got sat at a table where everybody else at the table did not have a CEDH deck. They just wanted to play EDH that night. But everybody immediately recognized that I had the CEDH deck. So they're like, okay, we're going to counter everything Mark plays. We're going to kill everything Mark plays. And by the way, we're all going to attack Mark. 
So I think I ended up losing on turn five because I just could do nothing since I was the only threat. <laughs> and then I immediately walked over. Uh, the, the, I was done maybe within like 10, 15 minutes at that table. There was no end in sight for what the rest of the table was going to be. And I immediately saw Ross. I'm like, y'all have fun with this table. I'm going to go actually play some <laughs> games. <laughs> so you got pub stomped by the table. I got pub stomped when apparently they accused me of being a pub stomper. Yeah. Mark the arch enemy there. So, so those boots, like, yeah, I made this, uh, I made the Dosh bot, which is our community currency. Uh, and it's, it's a community bot and a currency bot. So it does things for the community, uh, like just keeps track of things and stuff like that. You can but send it also hugs. Gives out this treasure, which you can save up and you can cash it in for cards or you cash it in for packs or whatever, you know? And so, yeah, those boots, um, uh, we still don't know whose boots they are, Stefan. So we still, the, the case is still open. The case is still open. So, you know, what else? I got a couple other questions here. How did you like the Vegemite? It's sitting on my desk. I still haven't put it on. I'm, I'm holding it Medina, right now. You can, come look at, on. You can hear the rapper. Honestly, I, I think that was you. the correct the correct solution with that. It's just, it's sitting on my desk. I enjoy its presence, and that's as far as it's going to go. <laughs> For those who listen to our, our opening on our, our snack opening, Martin uh, from Australia sent Medina Vegemite. And Medina hasn't even eaten it yet. Once again, I do not blame him for not eating Vegemite. I've had it once or twice, and it's certainly a flavor. Just to be, just to also set a little bit of like clarity on this, we sent him Vegemite uh, from Martin, and then we also uh, there was also expired Tim Tams. So yeah, the Tim Tams <laughs> I didn't realize, and I, I read some of the packaging online. There, Tim Tams don't technically expire, just like how Twiggies don't technically expire. So, I mean, there's I, and I mean, I'm always, as good as the Tim Tams were, I always am going to wonder, what if I had fresh Tim Tams, like not expired <laughs> ones? Well, you they can probably would be better. You can ask Martin, because I, I don't know. What I actually, so I had, I looked at the packaging on one of mine after we went on your stream, and I was like, these are expired too, and I have eaten half this box, and I feel fine. <laughs> now, the real question is, did you do a Tim Tam slam? Yeah. No, he did not. I have I did not not on stream, but I do have a couple Tim Tams left, and since it doesn't matter since they don't expire, I might still do a Tim Tam slam. Oh, please do it with something like Bailey's. No, I don't drink, but yeah, you don't have to drink coffee. Or something. You don't have to drink to just enjoy Bailey's. It's not drinking. Mark, uh, hot chocolate <laughs> or coffee will work too. Yeah, I'll probably do it with the coffee. So, in addition, uh, there were some other questions asked, which was uh, from Dan. Uh, Dan wanted to know when you're going to open his packs, but that seems like... Uh, <laughs> tonight at 7 p.m. <laughs> uh, tonight at 7 p.m., great. A um, uh, couple other ones. Uh, so, I mean, how, how do you feel? What would you like to add to this sword? I mean, like... The other thing that was asked, which I, I thought was interesting, I'll say it for the end, but um, someone wanted to know if, if we, if the four of us could play a, a, a collaboration spell table game. Oh, that'd be great. At some point in time. I would love to do that. That sounds amazing. Because uh, I, I think that's the one thing that you've also been cultivating is you want people to be able to find uh, magic in wherever they are in the world. And that's something that y you also started opening Flesh and Blood recently. Yeah, yeah. Like... I'm trying to, like, the thing I'm going for here is, like, a, a digital LGS, right? Somewhere uh, where you could come and hang out and play games that you like to play, right? Uh, it's 
because most of my audience and the people who have kind of collected around my social media and stuff is magic uh and i know magic the best uh of all the other games like we do primarily magic right but there's a lot of interest in the community for um flesh and blood and digimon digimon too and so like i got some flesh and blood product and i figured hey we're gonna let's open this up and see what the game is about i still have to learn the game the flesh and blood game um but it's you know opening product is always fun and i'd love to see like someday people playing flesh and blood in the in the discord you know uh, i'd love to see more spell table games firing one of the things i, I i'm trying to get more people playing spell table in the discord because there's there's a handful of people who want to play spell table and it always feels bad when you're like do you want to get a spell table game together and you get like two or three people but you can't finish it you can't get the four people so like i just want like i would be happy with enough people to fire a pod whenever somebody wants to fire a pod you know and that's what i'm trying to to go for you know um i mean ross working at, I, I, you work at a physical lgs i mean yeah. what do you think what do you think of like a digital lgs i mean they are typically pretty successful i mean so a big thing is that normally they are not like a streaming environment they're normally just they sell stuff and i think it's like pretty interesting of an idea to basically have the community of an lgs plus just the lgs side uh where you are selling things and so it's a hard i think it's a hard question because what if i can jump in here i think that part of the issue that i see with brandings or, or like or like trying to be like, this is a digital LGS. Well, LGS is local game store, right? <laughs> so like, there's no such thing as a digital LGS, right? Because like, it's not local. And the whole idea behind LGS or your friendly LGS or whatever is kind of like cultivating that support model for the local game store, which, you know, the local game stores need support, you know? It, they, they have an overhead that I don't necessarily have, you know, I have overhead, that's for sure, you know, between whether it's like website fees or, you know, with the, with the amount of stuff I put into like building the, the community or whatever, there's a, a significant overhead there, it's, especially if you want to talk about the bot, you know, how much time and, you know, resources went into building the, the bot for the Discord and stuff like that, or building the Discord itself. But it's not the same as an LGS, which has this rent which needs to be paid every month. I can definitely feel the conflict there of like, okay, it's a little bit suspect to use the word, the the term LGS when you talk about something digital. But also there's no other way for me to describe the vibe that I'm going for, Yeah. but to try to call it an LGS, you know? Because like when you go to an LGS and you go there for a long time, you know the feeling of coming in, people knowing you, you getting that feeling of comfort, sitting down with your friends, enjoying time together. I'm trying to communicate that same thing. And there's if there was another way to do it besides, say, LGS, if there was another succinct way that I could think of to do it, then I would say that instead of LGS because I don't want to take anything away from what an LGS is. It's something that's different and something that does require support and requires the community to be like aware of it and this kind of stuff. And I'm not trying to take anything from that. So I just want to be clear about that because I know that that can, you know, that word that not it's not really a word it's like a what is it, acronym or something 
that acronym can really trip people up in the way that you use it, right? But I, I think it's a great idea because it's a different model from, say, just a TCG seller where they're just trying to throw as much product out there and sell as much as fast as they can. It's more about community building. And in that sense, it is a lot like a digital LGS where it's just like you're doing that community building that the local game store has to do to really survive. And I think it's pretty great. Right, and th- th- that's the kind of thing I'm trying to, to communicate to people is that, hey, not only is this a place you could come and sit down with your friends, but if you go to the website, you know, alchemistrefuge.shop, then there's going to be singles there. There's going to be packs you can buy that will be open on stream. There's going to be other games you can purchase, you know. It's a way of saying that as well, you know, that this is not just a, a streamer's Discord. You know, the the shop be- came before the stream, right? <laughs> you know, the stream is, is like... A, is like a, an addition to Alchemist Refuge, but it's not, it's not, it, it can't, the shop and the, and the infrastructure, the Discord was there before the stream. So, um, so I just trying to communicate as well that there's stuff you can buy. There's, you know, um, I'm trying to provide cards for people in the Discord and, you know, whoever else wants to, you know, purchase stuff. And, you know, we're building a small following from that. You know, people, I've seen people buying their commander cards. As I started to, I started to expand the catalog on the shop because before I would just sell cards that were $10 and over because that was the, the, you know, it takes the same amount of time to list a $10 card as it takes to list a 50 cent card. Right. So like what, what makes sense? List all the $10 cards, forget about the 50 cent cards. But if you're trying to cultivate that community where someone wants to buy cards for the commander deck, right. You need those 50 cent cards. You need the cultivate, you need the, the talismans, you need the, you know, uh, the snaps. Well, snap is probably more than 50 cents, but like, you know what I'm saying? So I've, I've said, okay, well, I'm going to, I'm going to put the time in to list that stuff into, to make a, an infrastructure where I can put that stuff up and, you know, people can purchase it if they want. Yeah, no, we get that. So what, what are your top five bad favorite cards in magic? (laughs) You've, you've had this conversation on the podcast before, right? Uh, we, we've had it with like a couple people. Yeah. Yeah. Did, did we, did we, Oh, well, no, yeah, we, we did. We did. Did we, we did. did this in the discord? We did this in the discord. We did this in the discord. Um, my top five, five bad. Oh, okay. Here we go. Uh, number one. So I have to think of the other four, but definitely number one is polymorph. Yeah. Polymorph is, um, definitely top, top one of my favorite bad cards. Um, it is the best I've ever done in a, like, I don't know what you call it. I top eight a PTQ with Polymorph. So like that will always hold a special place in my heart because it's such a bad card, but it's, it's like, you know, it was, it was fun. Was it Polymorph into Blightsteel Colossus? No, it was, it was, uh, it was, uh, so this is another Jerry Thompson special. Uh, Jerry Thompson made a deck. It was a Thopter Depths, Thepps, right? Mm. Uh, so it was a Thopter Depths deck. And I was like, you know what? This this doesn't have any creatures in it. It was like a control deck that ran the Thopter Foundry combo. And I'm like, I'm just going to run Polymorph. And I'm going to put Iona. So it was, oh. it was <laughs> Because you hate fun. <laughs> fun is the and enemy, the... Mark. You should, all, you should know that by now. Fun is the enemy. I, I agree. 
I remember playing against an elves deck in that PTQ, and it was the best. <laughs> the best for you, not for them. Yeah, but yeah. Iota on green was just like, got him. <laughs> um, but I did lose to Zoo in the in the uh, top eight. Serves you right. Which is wild right. because, like, you know, you gain life with the Thopter Foundry, but, man, uh, I don't know. It's tough. And so that was number one. Uh, there's four more. Oh man, what, you don't what have other to bad eat. magic cards do I like? <laughs> it's well, all good. Yeah, it's 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 cool. Um, we we always circle back to it. Um, I'm Parkfish. You know, what is your what's your favorite magic set? Probably have to go with Time Spiral. Again, it was around the time I started, and like looking back, I really like I didn't understand it at the time because I didn't know the the color pie and stuff like that when i first started playing magic but looking back i'm like wow that's a really genius set you know where they broke the color pie for certain things and effects you know and um it was neat i mean it was more novel like back then that when they did it i can appreciate like how they did that and i could appreciate the design and in the way that they did it Nowadays, they break the color pie all the time, I think. And um, they've kind of made the color pie something a little bit different now. So it's not as it's not as impactful now or, or as important a set. But I think it's a pretty good set. I think it's really fascinating that uh, Time Spiral, coming from a player who was new to the game in, at the time, that that was a set that you continue to uh, hold dear. The big concern from a lot of uh, longstanding players at the time was that Anybody that was starting the game when Time Spiral came out would be overwhelmed by references that weren't particularly clear unless you've been playing for a long period of time. But that that wasn't an, a concern for you at all or an issue? So as far as the references and the lore and stuff like that, like I never really paid much attention to that side of magic. It was a very complicated set from a mechanic standpoint. But that to me just showed me how like deep magic was as a game. And like that, that's like, my mind is about systems. You know, I'm a, I'm a systems kind of guy, you know? Um, I like systems. I like seeing them. I like seeing them work. You know, I like seeing order. I like seeing, you know, and so like understanding that there were all these different gears that you could put together to build something was cool to me. And, you know, if it was just like, if there wasn't depth, then I would be like probably not as interested in magic, you know, because that's what I'm, I'm drawn to. I'm drawn to a deep uh, something. One of the things I like doing is trying to figure out. I think a lot of people like this, uh, trying to figure out something that someone else hasn't figured out, you know, and the more the more depth there is, the more co complexity there is, the more of a chance I, I can. I have the illusion of doing that. Right. It, 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 it's not real. Like you're not figuring out something that no one has, right? I mean, there's nothing new under the sun. The people who designed the game figured it out before you did. Sometimes, I guess. <laughs> or they didn't. Yeah, or they didn't, and it's it's a mess. But um... I think, I, does anyone else have any other, like, thoughts or questions? I mean, I, I, I know we've thrown a lot out there today in regards to maybe tempting the... Uh, the viewer to check out Alchemist Refuge some more check out I mean like t tempting is something that we should be just blatantly trying to do at this point if, if you're listening to this and you haven't checked out Alchemist Refuge at this point please do so John Medina what are the easiest ways for people to be able to connect to your communities so like I think the best place to start is probably I made a website I think it's mtgpackclub.com mtgpackclub.com um, 
I'm going to put that in just to make sure it's the right one. Yeah, if you go there. Uh, <laughs> What's my website? I was like, what, what was that? Yeah, if you go it's there, early. Yeah, you'll see my Twitch link, the link to the Discord, and the link that says purchase packs will take you to the store. Now, you can buy packs right at that link, but you can also see the singles and the other stuff going on there. So mtgpackclub.com is a one place you can go to to kind of get associated with things, you know. All right. Awesome. And I know I know you're getting ready for a stream later this evening, so I want I want to make sure we have ample time for that. I think the last question we had was was, you know, I know you you said you're building a Corlash CDH deck. How is that working out for you? Oh, um I'm not sure. Like I <laughs> <laughs> I played it with some high power games, but I feel like it would be. It, it, I feel like it would actually be better at a CDH table. Um, so I built uh, it, it's mono black stacks. Okay. And and I feel like that that's the kind of vibe we need to to get to get Corlash to win games in CDH, right? Like you want to slow the game down, you want to deny resources, and then you want to play the Corlash and attack people. And either win with commander damage or um, infect. So basically give it infect and, you know, knock people out that way. Uh, so I've been trying it. I think it, you know, I don't think it definitely would not be a tier one deck, but I think it could be <laughs> a lower tier CDH deck. Like, I think it wouldn't be something I'd be embarrassed to play against other CDH players, you know. A turn one transfer is still pretty good. You know? That sounds so. like quitter talk to me. I think you need to reach for the stars. Go for that tier one. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I I really think that CDH is more of a building mentality than anything else, and I that's why I really enjoy the format a lot. You can go a lot of different directions. This is obviously one of them. Not <laughs> <laughs> Out of all the ways that you can build a CEDH deck, this is definitely one of them. This is definitely a way. I'm not sure how wise it is, but it's definitely Corlash. <laughs> Well, yeah, people are like, well, why don't you just build Kirk, Kirk or, you know, whatever, Crick, you know? It's like, because I want to build Corlash, you know? <laughs> and that's a reason to build it. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, John, thank you for joining us today. Uh, it has been an absolute pleasure to have you. Um, you know, everyone, as always, check out uh, check out um, John's content. Um can find him on Twitch at Medina Streams, if I recall correctly. That is correct. And, uh, you know, as always, if you would like to tell us a story about an Inferno Titan that you killed by accident because you don't remember how to use minus one to minus one counters, or you want to <laughs> tell us a story about anything, send us an email at kickingmyselfmtg uh, at gmail.com, or uh, you can tweet us. Am I doing that right, Mark? I still don't know. <laughs> you can Twitter. tweet us at kicking underscore myself. Um, and very much apparent, Morgan is our main twit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Uh, I, honestly, I still don't understand the concept of the bird, but yeah, well, yeah, well, you know, bird is the word, so you know, we'll, we'll get there eventually. Um, but uh, you know, with that being said, uh, I want to let Medina go run uh, his stream for this evening and um, I want to thank you all for listening 
Uh, I know that this episode was in demand for a lot of people, and I know that people were... I have a lot more questions that I'll send John, and maybe he'll do some bonus content, but uh, a lot of them are just core lash questions. Like, 90% of them are core lash questions. I'm not going to lie to you, John. <laughs> such I, a, it's such a meme. My job has been done so well if all of the questions are just going to be... 90% of them are like, why core lash? What, what's core lash going to do for you? Do you buy core lash? Do you think you'll speculate on core lash? Will you buy my core lash? Will you buy my core lash? Coralash done for you lately, John? What hasn't it done for you lately? Well, I mean, anyway, I think, I I think the, if it keeps going this way and it keeps getting a bigger and bigger meme, then I think buying Coralash is a smart. smart <laughs> <meme>. <laughs> what John is telling you right now is buy Coralash. Buy Coralash. Uh, that is the moral of the episode: is to buy Coralash. Um, also, buy Coralash-related cards. Uh, buy Corlash memorabilia. Buy and you too can buy Corlash related cards at uh, Medina's <laughs> website. I, I will say it is literally only swamps, but have at it. That's not true. Nightmare Lash is a Corlash related card. There you go. I mean, you could also. I, I mean, Would Urbork be a Corlash related card? Yeah. It makes everything swamp. What about Cabal Coffers? <laughs> No, is yeah, it a swamp? Yeah, it's yeah, not it's a swamp. swamp. That, that, one, that one might actually be a buy Cabal Coffers. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like, maybe that's... I, I can see the argument for Orborg. Cabal Coffers is just right out. <laughs> what about Juzam Jin? No. <laughs> depends on, your, depends on your, uh, what you want to do, right? Yeah, depends on what you want to do. All right, so that wraps everything up for today. Thank you to Medina. Thank you to Ross. Thank you to Mark. And uh, Ross already gave us my no, so <laughs> I am going to not even say anything this time. Uh, Ross hit us with the official blah, 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 Coralash, blah, blah, blah theme song. Go away, Morgan. <laughs>